traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What up? It's your boy Chingo Bling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder, I'm a stand-up comedian and the Legalized Freedom Tour starts now. We're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, chingobling.com. While you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the discord. How much better does it get than supporting free speech, supporting direct? It's just you and us. Ain't no middleman. But if I would believe it, patreon.com forward slash red for the price of a cup of coffee. You can join the community and help us out. Keep the show going and growing. You know what I'm talking about? Without further ado, let's get into the show. Yeah, man. Shout out to Chicago. Chicago got great food, great music. Um... It's a uh, the the genius. Now you got me saying. <laughs> I reached out to my boy Adam Taylor, yeah, uh, video production, and um, I was like, "Hey man, you seen the Kanye documentary?" I was like, "I got a whole bunch of tapes, mini DV tapes that I've already I've already had like a bunch of them turn into uh, digital files on a hard drive." I was like, "I got a bunch more." I said, "Can you help me turn this into a documentary?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I got you." So, um, well, fucking finally, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it is, you know, it takes a certain uh, eye. I mean, yeah, you can only imagine mm-hmm. how do you take a box of old mini DV tapes and turn it into like a nice piece of work where people are like, I really enjoyed it. It kept my attention. It was informative. It was like really well done. It told the story. Like, that's the ultimate goal. And you don't want to just take a bunch of footage and just be like, mm, I guess we'll use it as B-roll. We'll cut to an interview. and Yeah. Yeah, because it's literally like, a, it was a crate of those little yeah, tapes, wasn't I, yeah, it? Yeah, we had it like in a bag at one point. But um, You yeah. didn't even have them, right? Did you get them from somebody else or did you always have them? Uh, my mom was uh, watch, I, watching them. Mm. She had them in her... Dude, that'll be good. Or safekeeping. If you, if I mean, I'm just saying, like, if it could be half of the one part I've seen of this three-parter, it'll fucking blow people away if you can put it t- together a story like that. Yeah, um, that was really cool to see footage of Kanye with Jamie Foxx, who's like multi-talented, like how they came up with this hit and how he, how he as a as an up and coming producer who is already proven as a producer, like is having to guide and direct. Mm-hmm. A talent like Jamie Foxx. It's like Jamie Foxx is a fucking AK-47 and he's having to aim him. He's having to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We only we only saw like a, a portion, but there's no telling how many times he's like, okay, cut that part out, rearrange that, don't say it like that. So. Hold on, let's see. Uh, the directors of the new Kanye West documentary, Genius, have opened up about denying the rapper and producer's demands to have a say in the editing process. The new three-part Netflix film released at uh, released its first part this week or last week with a series following the star's music career and fame. Uh, West, who is now legally known as Yee, I didn't know that, 
for Ye. Ye, sorry. Previously uh, demanded that he must get the final edit and approval on the documentary so that he can be in charge of his own image. I guess he wasn't. That's crazy. Yeah. But I guess that's part of working with Netflix sometimes. You know? No, I think it's just the law. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, uh, I guess maybe if I follow you around and it's like, where's my tapes? I shot it. Oh. And it's like Rob's like, well, I want to see how I'm being portrayed. It's like, sorry, bro. Uh, direct, yeah, right. Too, too bad to side. Directors, uh, Cootie Simmons and uh, who's the other guy? Oza? I don't know. Cheeky Cheek Oza. I have now spoken on denying the rapper's request, noting that it's not best for the filmmaking. Mm. I mean, if I were, I mean, based on what I saw in part one, if I were Kanye, it's it's better that he probably didn't tamper with. <laughs> like, bro, they did a good job. You know what I mean? Like, they showed you as you, you know, at a different time. And hopefully, my biggest thing is this. Hopefully people can understand that a lot of times what the media does, and, and I'll... I always bring up my 13-year-old, right? Because she's like, well, Kanye's been, you know, he's been saying some crazy stuff. He's been on social <laughs> media and he's getting all this momentum. And I have to, she's like, yeah, but he posts a lot. And, and he, some of the stuff he says, and it's like, okay, beware of false narratives. I was like, beware of, of how much money TMZ and these, um, those ma- uh, gossip magazines and clickbait. Yeah, like BuzzFeed and stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know, and Box. plus, there's a Twitter account called Correcting Yay Headlines. Right, I've mentioned it before, where basically uh, whoever runs this account, they'll show like TMZ's headline, like they'll like retweet them, mm-hmm. and they'll be like corrected, and then they'll say, for example, uh, controversial football star gets booed while musician and his family sit next to him, whereas TMZ's headline is Kanye gets booed at the Super Bowl, mm. and it's like no, you you're ignoring the fact that Antonio Brown is on the jumbotron right next to him. Right, and you're not going to factor in none of the booze were for him. Same shit they did to uh, Trump. Same shit stuff they doing to Rogan. They'll do it to anybody, especially if you're polarizing and and you're ahead of your time. Marisol showed me a, uh, she showed me this clip where Chris Jenner and Kim Kardashian were doing a sit down with like some New York Times. It's like on some New York Times, uh, one of their YouTube channels, and so. They're talking to Kim and Chris Jenner about a bunch of stuff and like social media and this and that. And then at one point, the moderator's like, "If if I may, I'd like to extend. Uh, could we get could we get my, Kanye? Could we get you a mic? I, I'd like to know your take on um, social media and the dangers of yada yada." And then he's like, "Okay." Uh, and then he just starts fucking rambling and kind of going in like, "Yeah, you know, every sixth comment they might intervene just to shape narrative." And you know, some of these people ain't real people like saying stuff that may not sound as crazy today mm-hmm. but at the time everyone's just kind of like uh he's like is this where the mic cuts off he's like is this where the mic cuts off because he's basically like am i saying too much type of thing and you just see like chris jenner and kim kardashian like <laughs> uh i think what kanye's trying to say is uh that guy man one of the most misunderstood people i guess in the industry yes yeah, on how you look at it um, what do you think we find out in part two before we move on? What do you think act two kind of brings? I don't know the timeline actually of, of when all this takes place. Do you like beginning, middle, end of the three parts? Um, from what I can tell, just based off like history c- context. Yeah. Um, when part one looks like shit, he was producing for Jay-Z. He was running around like in New York, living beat to beat. It might've been like from 2000 to maybe like mid 03. 
Which he hasn't dropped anything yet. Yeah, right? he hadn't released the album yet. I think the first album came out in 04. Was it College Dropout? Mm-hmm. In 04. So that's kind of where, probably where it takes off then, right? Or what picks up next. Yeah. Do you remember much about that time? Well, I was, <laughs> I was doing my motherfucking thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Get it. Get it. He's going to come back. Can you, are you, oh, you're getting that one. I think I get the tall one behind me. All right. Let's see this. This never makes an appearance on the show. It's always in a corner somewhere. She said she wants a Marvin game. A little hand from a little Anita. We'll definitely set this party off right. <laughs> Exhibit A, I am the shit. <laughs> whoa, Trump, um, whoa. Okay, so I mean... Give us a little bit of little okay, context here. Here I am on SNL. This is where they try to use me as a punchline and make fun of me on SNL. Um... Joke's on you, because I got on SNL. Boy, I had everybody blowing me up, even ex-girlfriends and shit. Like, oh, my God. So, like, I was wrong. Um, Here I am with Daddy Yankee, Nori, and Ching Bing. Nori's homeboy. Uh, Here I am with Carlos Mencia. This one, I didn't know know what he was doing at the time. But he showed me love at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what's funny? What's funny is I was doing parodies at the time when he caught wind of me, right? Uh, Carlos Messia and so he caught wind of me when I was doing parodies but then like the year after or something you you go see him live like in a stadium performing and he's playing his parodies that he just did huh. so I don't know I'm, I didn't invent parodies but I don't know maybe I inspired him hmm. um, my boy's Big Scythe Eric Deluxe here I am with Pitbull this was on his video shoot uh, it's probably been like, oh yeah, loca, ben paca in Miami with Lil John. Mueve lo, mueve lo, oh, wow. si tu quieres que te coma toda. Um, let me see, Johnny Dang. There's my little baby picture. I look just like my daughters and shit. My daughters <laughs> are like me. Here I am with Daddy Yankee, right here with a um, Pitbull again with P Diddy. Um, you know, oh here go. Oh, this is funny. Here, here I am in front of this huge huge crowd in san diego look at that huge look it's an ocean of people looks like a trump rally it's a it's a car show <laughs> it's a car show and i'm wearing a damn red 14 on my jersey i didn't know a red you're looking at me like you don't know what i'm talking I about i sure don't yeah because we don't we don't do that gang shit <laughs> we don't play all. that gang Not shit out here at all i didn't know that i was in southern california and a red 14 is super disrespectful to them. It's like the ops. It's like their enemies. It's basically Norteños. The, the letter N for Norteño is the 14th letter, right? Okay. The letter S for Sureño, right? Like Mexican mafia, mm-hmm. all controlled out the prison. All those street gangs in LA got to pay taxes to the, to the people that are locked up, controlling everything, sending kites, right? So they wear a, a blue 13. So the Sureños are 13. Why? Because the S. But why did you have that on? Somebody gifted me this jersey the day before in L.A. And you had no idea. I didn't know. A Puerto Rican dude, a Puerto Rican clothing designer is like, oh, Chingo, Mexico, I got you. And it said Mexico in the front. And it had like, it had green trim. <laughs> Do you have any problems? Uh, then nobody, nobody fucked with me. They just stared at me while I'm on stage. So they're just kind of like, <laughs> is this dude fucking tripping? And then we're, trolling at, us? we're at the merch booth. And and then my boy, who's from the north side, he, um, Stunna, he's he's right here. He he never would wear red. This is probably like the second time ever he wore red. But here at this show in San Diego, we're at the hotel getting ready. 
this is in the era of tall tees, right? We're, right. We're, we're literally like living out of a suitcase. We're doing gig. We're going from this city to that city. So that day, he decided he, he would always wear like a black tee or like an Astros hat or something, like a black Astros hat, a black tee or like a white tee or a blue tee. It was the, it was the tall tee days, some jewelry, you know, cool sneakers. You could pull it off. That day, something possessed him to wear a red t-shirt he didn't know either hmm. so now we're at the merch booth after the car show and i go to my boys and i'm like hey so why do we still have so much merch he's like i don't know what it is man like people they just you need to hit san diego harder like nobody not a fly nobody wants to stop or step foot here hmm. and i'm just sitting there looking confused and then an og from san diego he approached me he's like hey homie no disrespect dog but hey, you're not from around here bro and i'm gonna school you real quick i thought like what you're wearing, that's a red 14, homie. That represents the other side, dog. It's disrespectful, fool. Like with his big-ass brocha, his big mustache. The big brocha mustache. And that's their culture. It's nothing. You're looking at me super confused. But are you familiar with gang culture in California? Like, is this a thing to you? Like, you? Am I mean, I, I'm familiar from I what speaking? I see on TV. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Hey, of it's, course it's real. It's really a thing. Yeah. So, so follow me here because you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> So follow me here, Rob. All right. I was not aware, as you were not. Right? So after he schools you. So after he schools me, he's like, that's my niece over there. She was a huge fan. She adored you. She, look at her. She won't come near you. She's just there like this. <laughs> She's like, I know, no. And I'm like, oh, you know me. I try to be charming. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, sweetheart, it's me. I don't want to lose a fan. Yeah. Sweetheart, she's like a 16-year-old girl. You know what I mean? I'm just like, hey, it's okay. Leave my poster up on the wall. Like, it's me. Don't worry about this. I don't know what this is. It says Mexico. It got green trim. Apparently, that doesn't count for shit. All they see is red and the 14. So I'm like, come on, come on. Let's take the picture. I got you. It's me. I promise. You're good. She's like, it was like pulling teeth. She like, like, and he's like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Like, he approved it. And she's just like shuffling her feet slowly like joe biden <laughs> like slowly coming towards me and like almost like i'm like trying to hug her and she's she's just there like like ashamed like doesn't want to be near me she don't want to be caught dead in this photo because there might be repercussions for her think about it man if you grew up in an area where all your uncles your parents everybody in your neighborhood your whole identity is entrenched with Orale, this is who we are. It's kind of like identity politics. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is who we are. This is, this is what's right. This is how we grew up. This is my hood. Like, think about, like, Nipsey Hussle was rolling 60s uh, Crip. That's been ingrained, rest in peace, but that was ingrained in him. There was no way in hell you could just come to him and just be like, hey, dude, undo all that. Like, take that jacket off. Like, don't represent the 60s, you know. Yeah. Don't represent your hood. So anyway, that's the antidote on that. Here I am in Mexico driving a tractor while well, I'm posing in a tractor. I'm not actually driving. I'm like you just gloss over the ending of that story. Like you just make it out of the show and everything was hunky dory. Yeah, nobody fucked with me, dog. I mean, I'm not saying they're not really gangsters, but maybe they just were like No, but you just went on to your next show they, and Yeah, nobody yeah. nobody fucked with me. Did dog. you sell merch? Not really. No, we didn't do well. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I got paid to be there, but it was a lesson learned. I put it to you that way. Okay. It was one of those where it's like... I feel like you were sabotaged. I think that designer, whoever gave you that shirt, nah, what they were doing. He was Puerto Rican. He wasn't even from Southern California. He didn't know. Mm, uh, skeptical. But, but after that, but after that, now when you're in the Bay, which is the red and the 14 and all mm-hmm. that, now, of course, you're not going to be... For example, 
this is an unfortunate thing about Chicano rappers from the West Coast that always bugged me. If you were a SoCal gangster Chicano rapper, whatever, Mexican rapper, you were confined to SoCal. You never, ever, 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 ever heard any of these cats going up to Northern California. Not to do no shows. I mean, y'all could Google it. I don't know if maybe King Lil G broke that mold and maybe he's done San Francisco, but like Capone, maybe, I don't know. I mean, look up, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure we got a lot of listeners from the West Coast, but it always bugged me that these kids were never able to make bread outside of a certain invisible marker. Mm. So me... As a Texas rapper, I was able to go North Texas, South Texas, East Texas, West Texas, Northern California, get the bag, Southern California, get the bag, Central California, get the bag, go to the East Coast, go to the Midwest, go to Florida, go to Atlanta, go to Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? Hopped about the bed, put my chunklas on. <laughs> I was hitting it, pop, 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 pop. And because I wasn't on no street shit like that, I was on some hustler shit. I was on some player shit. So it was like... That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm. And when I was living in L.A. for a year, this is many moons ago, um, a rapper who will go unnamed, I'm not going to air nobody out, I'm driving, right? The dude calls me. He's an OG, so of course I'm answering. Hey, bro, I'm driving in, in L.A. Hey, man, somebody sent a letter from inside the joint, and I can't say too much, but uh, just so you know, you know, they have a tattoo of, of this is and that and X, Y, Z, and it's on this shoulder, or this and that, and, and the letter came from these people, and it's, it's a confirmed, uh, uh, it's green light, and do you know what that means? And you're out there in the valley, and, and they're going to send a crackhead or a meth head to come get you, and when you least expect it, and this and that, and all these threats, and this, and, and I'm driving, I'm on the phone, I end up getting pulled over. I get a ticket for, for, being, being, on for being on the phone in L.A. Yeah, they're very strict with that. They pull over. And, um, and the, the dude was very, he's like, you're not paying taxes here? I'm like, taxes to who? He's like, so you're operating... You're a Mexican rapper in Southern California, like you're from Texas, but you're here now, and you're conducting business, and you're going to studios, and you're recording, and you're dealing, and you're networking, like you're dealing with other artists, and you're networking, and you're doing your thing, and you're not chipping in, you're not paying taxes, like street taxes, and I'm like, no, I am an actor, all of a sudden, I am a comedian. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck I look like paying? I'm not a member of SAG. What the fuck I look like paying these street taxes? I'm like, I'm not out here doing no fucking gangster shit. I'm not selling dope to where I got to send a kickback to somebody and you got to pay a fucking tax. I was like, damn. I got the tamales and bars. Like, y'all getting, damn, y'all getting taxed out the wazoo. Wow. Uh, anyway. What's you know, that top one up there with you and P. Diddy in the white? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a cool one. This is at the white party. Uh, P. Diddy invited me because uh, it was funny. Before he left uh, his hotel, he was like, tonight you're going to see how bad boy parties. This ain't no little John party. <laughs> you know why he said that? No. Because uh, my good friend, my dear friend, Pitbull, who always looked out for me, that is the end of the teaser. All right? If you want the whole enchilada, the full shebang, that's strictly for the patrons, we're hitting y'all with more premium content so head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows all of the content and all the premium exclusives all right see you there patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales 
SAS. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.